Tonight's snippet series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of their patriarch Joseph Saka. Tonight's snippet is sponsored by my dear cousin Rabbi Yonah Lazar. Very grateful to him for his love, friendship, and support. Also for Rafu Shlema, Carmel Shai Ben Reza, and Esther Tila Bas Ariel Tzipora. We are going through MSV Yatsiv, the, uh, the 15 words that begin with the letter Vav, following MS, all culminate with a description of uh, Shema. Each of these are descriptions of our relationship with Shema. That the statements, the principles of the three paragraphs of Shema are Yatsiv, V'nachon, V'kayim, V'yashor, V'namon, V'yoh, V'chaviv, V'nechmad, V'naim. That's what we're up to. The next word is Venora. What does it mean for them to be Venora? So the simple understanding of the word Venora means that they're awesome. What does it mean they're awesome? Like our kids say, awesome. The word awesome has lost its meaning. We've diluted the word awesome because we use it for things that are in fact very much not awesome. Awesome means awe-instilling. They give you awe. Awe means that you recoil with a sense of, wow, that's incredible, it's amazing, that's beyond me. I feel humbled, I feel small. I'm in awe. It fills me with awe. Venora. So what are we describing? What is in fact Venora? So the Abarbanel, the Siach Yitzchak point out, We just described Torah and Shema, we just described mitzvahs and relationship with Hashem with the most endearing, affectionate terms. Hashem is accessible and we love Him and He's amazing. We have such affection for Him. He's nechmad, v'noim. It's pleasant and it's uplifting. So now a person might get too casual a relationship with Hashem. We might feel too comfortable with His mitzvahs. So we immediately remind ourselves, v'norah. He's not only nechmad, v'noim, He's not only desirable, it's not only pleasant, it's not only sweet, it's not only adorable, but venorah. We are in awe. We're in awe of Hashem, and we're in awe of His Torah, His mitzvahs, all the principles of Shema, Kabbalah so machu shemaim, Kabbalah so mitzvahs. This juxtaposition or this succession, v'nechmad v'noim, followed by venorah, is very much a reminder of what we just did. After the Amida, what do we do? We fall on our arm and we recite Tachan and Nefilas Apayim. Why? So many point out, including the Abar Benel, we'll get to it soon, eventually, when we get to the Amida. The Amida is filled with Atta, you, you, Atta Chonin Adam Das, Atta Shevena. Every bracha is filled with us talking to Hashem directly. You, second person, you, you, you. One could develop too casual and comfortable a relationship. What do we do after 19 times in a row? We so casually say, you, you, you. We fall on our arm. We say, Tachanan, but Hashem, I'm, not, I'm nothing. You are everything. I am unworthy. Don't confuse my connection to you, thinking I'm confused to believe that I'm like you. So similarly here, V'nechmad V'noim is followed up with Venora. We're not too comfortable, but we recognize that the value of Torah, Torah and mitzvahs is inestimable. One cannot calculate. We are unworthy. Venora. When we think about you, Hashem, we think about your providence and your dominion in this world, we think about our responsibility and accountability for Torah and mitzvos, Venorah. We are simply filled with awe. So in the string of uh, descriptions of adjectives, V'yatsa, V'nacha, V'kayim, V'yashar, and so on, is Venorah. And it's not a coincidence right after V'nachmad, V'naim. Venorah also, also the uh, Rambam. The Rambam at the end of Hilchos Me'ila writes, Roy la'adam lezbonim b'mishpatei Torah. It's proper for a person to contemplate the laws of Hashem, HaTorah HaKadosh, 
person should try to think about what are the value of Torah and mitzvot? What are they getting at? What is their goal? What is its purpose? What is the wisdom? What is the divine wisdom? And a person who is unable to discover the reason, a person who can't make sense or comprehend Hashem's expectations, mitzvahs of us, we should not take it lightly. Don't dismiss or neglect it. Don't take such a casual, comfortable attitude as we do to everything else. When we read something, we can dismiss it. We can reject it. We could speak about it in very uh, demeaning terms, but the Torah is not like it. The Torah deserves our incredible respect, and the Torah deserves a healthy sense of awe. Just look and think about it for a moment. The Torah takes the issue of me'ilah so seriously. What's me'ilah? When something is sacred or consecrated, and a person uses it for private use, uses it in a casual, comfortable way, they violated me'ilah. When it comes to sticks and stones and dirt and earth, once a person declares this is holy, they give it a new status. And you can take something mundane, ordinary, a rock, a piece of wood, and you're maktish it to Hashem, you sanctify and consecrate it to God, and then you violate it and use it personally. What's the punishment? What's the punishment? The Ramam speaks in such strong terms. Look it up at the end of Hilchos Meila. Look how with our words alone. It's actually this week's Parsha. Again, I love it when the Siddur snippets and Parsha come together. But our Parsha, person's maktish a korban to Hashem. All you did was use your words. You declare something. That stender, the chair, you declare it's hectish. And with our words alone, we can transform its status so much so that if we then violate it and use it personally for personal gain, we need kapara, we need forgiveness. So if that's what's true for what we voluntarily give an identity, we transform all the more so what was divinely given from Hashem, how seriously we need to take it, how we have to recognize its inestimable worth and value, how awesome it is, and how filled with awe we should be. I'll end by just telling you and connecting it further. Next week is Purim. This is Parsha Zachar. Rav Hutner has a beautiful insight where he describes, we can't do it justice in the next 30 seconds. Rav Hutner describes the koach of Amalek. Amalek is what he calls koach ha-chilul. Koach ha-chilul is to take Kodesh and make it whole. You know what the power of Amalek is? They point to things that are truly awesome, and instead of being filled with awe, they're filled with Eh. eh is a new word in this generation. We didn't have it growing up. It's when someone says, isn't that amazing? Eh. What'd you think of the sing? Eh. What'd you think of dinner? Eh. What'd you think of the Pesach program? What'd you think of the rabbi's drasha? Really, eh. Eh is a new description for, I'm not impressed. It doesn't impress me. It's all eh. Eh is the koach of Amalek, Rafutner says. Koach achilol. They're machal, everything is whole. Nothing's holy, nothing's amazing, nothing fills you with awe. What's the Jewish response? Rav Hutner says that the antidote to koach ha-chilul is koach ha-hilul. Hilul is halal. Hilul is look at everything and say, that's amazing. I'm filled with such awe. That cloud, that tree, that lizard for some reason near my shtender and shul, it's awesome. Koach ha-hilul, a mahalal. 
Nothing's whole. I'm not mahalal. I'm mahalal. Everything's worthy of praise and singing. It all fills me with awe. So all of that is in this next word. I thought we'd get further. But all of that is in this next word of Emes Vyatsev. These 15 words. We say it every day. We fly through it. Vyatsev, Venachem, Vekayim, Vyasha. We think it's the 10 sons of Haman. We try to say it in one breath and we fly through it. Every one of these words. Sit and dwell. Choose a different word. Every two weeks and you still have a day left over. Every, uh, choose a different word every day. Vyatsev, Venachem, Vekayim, Vyasha. Venora, Venora, Wow. Shema, Torah, is Venora. It's awesome. It fills me with awe. Don't run through it like a malik. Take your time, not eh, but the koach and say, wow, that's awesome.